Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Crowded Bondi on their feet as one. They've seen a remarkable performance from Kerry Pothast and Natalie Cook. Well, as you've heard over the last few hours with James Tonkins and also Joanna Griggs joining Jack Heveron on the program on this station, given there has been no Olympic stage this year, many Australian sporting fans have compensated by harking back to the great memories of a simpler time, the Sydney 2000 Games upon the 20th anniversary, with today officially marking 20 years since the opening ceremony. A documentary, of course, recently aired highlighting the achievements of Kathy Freeman, who claimed gold in the 400 metres final and united the nation in a way we've probably rarely seen since. And on that same date in 2000, another Aussie athlete elevated herself into legend status in her sport and became a household name as she partnered with Kerry Pothas to win gold in the women's beach volleyball event on the iconic sands of Bondi Beach. And funnily enough, the 99th gold medal in Australian history. I speak of Natalie Cook, and she's been very kind enough to join us on the line. Thanks for your time, Natalie. Pleasure, Damo, and that call never gets old, let me tell you, to hear that. Um, Bondi Beach, the sands of Bondi, and a very special time. It feels like yesterday. It does. Can you believe it's been 20 years? Does it feel like it's been 20 years? No, actually, like, I look at pictures of that moment, and I had really bad hair. And let me tell you, when you want, when you win an Olympic gold medal, you want to have a good haircut. You want to be, it's like a wedding photo, right? It's going to be there forever. And so I looked at myself in the mirror today, this morning, and I thought, I actually look better now than I did back then. So I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. I think many people would be in that same boat, though, when they look back at photos 20 or 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just in regards to the 20th anniversary celebrations, I believe you're at a party at the moment. Any notable figures around as you mark the 20th anniversary of the Sydney Games? Yeah, I just high-fived Susie O'Neill as I walked out of our... We're having a little uh, gin and tonic party at the Brisbane Distillery. And we're on the, we're on the end. We're winding up. Um, but we've had Andrew Trim kayaking silver medal. Um, and he spoke of how, you know, you're just so close at a silver medal in your home Olympics. And not many would remember him. Trim and, and Danny Collins. We had Jai, the trampolinist, that came second as well. Um Tom King, a sailor, won a gold medal. We just had 50-odd Olympians come and share their moments, their stories of their time in Sydney. It's just been a special night. Natalie Cook joining us here on SEN as we reminisce about the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games. I must ask you, and you don't have to answer this, but where do you keep your gold medal? Is it at a prized area (laughs) of the house or something? Mate, it's in the back pocket of my jeans right now. And I wish you could see it because I'll pull it right out. I'm just walking the street out of the distillery so. I, I, it literally, I'm looking at it right now. It goes with me everywhere. What, I, what I've learned is there were 16 Olympic gold medals coming out of Sydney. Now, of course, there was a, a lot more in number because we had a team sport of water polo and hockey, but we had 16 Olympic gold medals. So not everyone has seen it. And even 20 years later, like at work today, where I do some work with the Queensland government, mm. they've never seen an Olympic gold medal. So... It was quite unique that it was in my back pocket all day today and uh, everyone got to have a look. So, very special. 
Fantastic. You, know, you mentioned you've caught up with some old friends and old colleagues, if you want to use that term in an athlete phrase. Do you catch up with Kerry these days? And would you maybe have potentially a virtual Zoom celebration with her to mark the occasion when we reach the 25th of September, which is next Friday, I think, which is the, 20, the 20th anniversary since your gold medal? Yeah, we, we um, are like kindred soul sisters, really. We have a special bond from that time and all the hard work that goes into it. Mm. Uh, most people see just uh, the winning at the end, but the blood, sweat, tears and fights that happen as we got to that medal. Um, we have a very special bond and we catch up every year. We spend a, a lot of time together. Unfortunately, a big shout-out to Kerry. She's in Adelaide right now. Her mother's not well and... Um, she would normally be sitting on Bondi with the FaceTime and throwing sand at the at the camera. You know, we'd talk, be talking about how good we were and what we got up to. So we this year, we're going to FaceTime with our coaches too. We've got one in Canada, Steve, and, and Turek's in the Sunshine Coast and Phil's in Sydney. So we're going to do a five-way and uh, toast the victory after 20 years. Oh, that's brilliant. Now, I'll get to the Sydney 2000 Games in a moment, but you mentioned before the body of work that goes into it. People may not know that you were considering a career in medicine at one point. You were the ducks of your school before you decided to take up beach volleyball professionally. Now, there's been an upward rise in the professionalism of women's sport in this country. Are you proud at how much progression has been made there and maybe athletes now have a greater choice in their pathway? Yeah, we really haven't seen a rise in, in um, women's sports. Sadly, though, from my perspective, it's come in non-Olympic sports. We see mm. netball, we see AFLW, we see cricket. Um, so, you know, sometimes I think some of our Olympic potential athletes are taken to that professionalism because there's a pathway and it allows them to make a living from their sport. So we can't begrudge them for that, but we need to find a way to elevate our Olympic um, women's sport and find some money for our our softballers and our water polo players and our hockey players um, so they can continue to uh, inspire the nation. Yeah, it's a great point you make and Raylene Boyle raised it recently as well. Just in regards to the lead-up, you won bronze, I think, alongside Kerry at the Atlanta Games of 1996, which I think was the first time beach volleyball was officially part of the Olympic program. How important was that experience and did it help the nerves factor for you coming into Sydney? Well, coming you know, coming third, we were so excited. We were on the journey, the first Olympic Games, um, Brazil first and second. We thought, you know, that would be enough to shoot us into Olympic stardom. But we, we really didn't get that you had to win. I mean, sadly, I know people say it's great that you're there, and, but I'll tell you that no Olymp, no child or kid goes to bed at night and dreams of an Olympic bronze medal. They just don't do it. Like, they dream of winning gold. Um, Thorpe talks about it. Paddy Mills recently said uh, he's, four, he's going to his fourth Olympics in Tokyo and he's still dreaming of the Olympic gold medal. So we were close close enough to get us excited to work harder but then by the time we got to Sydney the the being at a home Olympics a whole new level of pressure um but that inspired Kerry and I to, to make that step up on the Olympic podium yeah very special um lots of work that was done and we just knew that we weren't going to come third again which for us was losing a semi-final right that was the only match we lost mm. so for us we had to win that crossover semi-final to give us the shot so I remember it like it was yesterday like I said it's pretty awesome 
Absolutely. We're speaking with Natalie Cook, gold medalist at the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games in the Women's Beat Volleyball. I watched the Channel 7 documentary about the Sydney Games recently and Laura Burns, who won a Taekwondo gold medal, said that before the Games, you declared that if you sank a putt out on the golf course, you, Lauren and Kerry would all win gold medals and that <laughs> came to pass. Is that a true story? Absolutely. Uh, it was the PG, Women's PGA and we were at the Gold Coast and Laura Davies, the pro, was in our team and I, I consider myself a bit of a golfer. My dad taught me um, how to play golf when I was young. So I said, Lauren and Kerry were terrible. So all they wanted to do was drive the buggy and, and make jokes. And so on the 18th hole, I stepped up. It was about 10 metres. And I said, we, if I get this in, we're all going to win a gold medal. And slow me down. The thing went in. So that's when I kind of knew there was this, I mean, it's weird, but I felt this new level of confidence from the golf part about our taekwondo and beach volleyball performance. Those sorts of things. Um, are just like spiritual. Uh, it can be difficult for an athlete to sleep the night before a big event because you are charged with adrenaline. You watched the water polo girls win before your gold medal match, and that was in the final second, of course. How did you manage to settle yourself down the night before your gold medal match? I imagine that would have been probably one of the more difficult parts of the preparation. Yeah, well, we didn't is the answer. We just, um, so what, because I couldn't sleep, I thought I might as well make the most of it and I would I would make my speech for when we won. So <laughs> uh, I'd lay in bed and I'd go, I've got to thank this person, I've got to thank the referees, I've got to thank my parents, I've got to thank my friends, I've got to thank my sponsors. And little did I know that Kerry on the, you know, sleeping in the bed next to me was going through the same process. So the two of us were planning the gold medal speech. I don't think we slept a wink. And um, we were just firing on adrenaline and, and the underdog Aussie because we were playing a team that probably on paper should have won. They were really the dominant team leading into the competition, but we had prepared our body, mind and spirit to to perform at an Olympics, which is really a whole different story than playing week in, week out. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't imagine being in that position. We're speaking with Natalie Cook here on SEN. Tell us about the Catholic nuns you stayed with before you moved to the <laughs> Olympic Village and how they used to cheer you on before making the trek out to compete. Well, they would take credit for the win, actually. If you were to say, <laughs> who won, why did you win? It was definitely the nuns. So um, because Homebush was so far from Bondi and that the bus trip would have been over an hour in and out, um, the AOC, Australian Olympic Committee, decided we should stay closer to Bondi. So they chose the nunnery at Randwick. And that would have been okay if the nuns, if you had the place to yourself, but the nuns actually stayed in-house. They didn't want to go anywhere. So they were on the sideline when the bus left every morning cheering us on. Imagine nuns doing the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie <laughs> chant. It was, uh, it was a sight to behold, Damo. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Just a few more before I let you go because I know you're occupied with a very worthy celebration. You played the final against Brazil. Tell us about the home crowd and the atmosphere. We had Joanna Griggs on with Jack Everett a little earlier on in the program and she mentioned that she was on a hill near Bondi overlooking the beach five kilometres away and she could hear the roar when you won the gold medal five kilometres away. How intense was that? Yeah, well... Kerry and I tend to stand, to receive our serve, we stand about two metres apart and we could hardly hear each other. So that's where the signals in beach volleyball become really important. 
Um, and we take them for granted a little bit uh, normally. But at that point, you're kind of making eye contact. You're understanding exactly what's going on, giving signals, hand signals. And the crowd just lifted us to probably gave us three or four points head start. It really was that powerful. Um, and I can really like to focus like narrow focus and put a kind cone of silence around her so she wasn't too into the crowd whereas I was the flamboyant uh, conductor of the orchestra so I loved you know turning around and when the when we won a point ripping it into and letting the crowd and I'd throw my hands in the air and the crowd would respond and it, it was just yeah I literally felt like I was in a movie it was awesome Absolutely. And when you celebrated, how long did it take to get the sand out of Kerry's mouth afterwards? Because she was sucking the sand in on the ground when she was celebrating in tears, and understandably so. Yeah, she. not only was she sucking sand in, she's like down on the sand going, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. And I whacked her on the back of the, on her back and said, of course you can, you silly woman. We've been talking about this for the last four years. So mm. I had to drag her up and, um, you know, just lift her out of the sand, make her realise what we've done because I think it took a while for her to, to let it sink in and and then to celebrate. I mean, we're still celebrating, clearly. 20 years old, we're still celebrating. Gian Rooney's just walked past our swimming sensation. Um, we're all dressed in our closing ceremony outfit. And, uh, yeah, it, it we literally am still celebrating. It will stay with me forever. And my daughter this week... Um, you know, was having a bit of an attack at me, and she's like, "You're not good at anything. The only thing you're good at is volleyball." And so, you know, even she knows that I was a good volleyball player. So, yeah, oh. it was just the most amazing time. Not only for the athletes, but the volunteers, the spectators, the rest of the world regards Sydney as the greatest Olympics ever. And Damo, the only thing that I think will ever top it would be Brisbane 2032. So let's hope for that. Oh, absolutely. And as I let you go, Natalie, do you think over time on reflection that having beach volleyball in the Olympics and winning that gold medal gave the sport greater credibility at that time, not only in Australia, but around the world? Because the perception was that, you know, beach volleyball is something you play with alongside your friends on a holiday or something like that. Do you think it yeah, changed the perception? So, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I mean, we struggled to get in the games, um, it was a huge fight with international volleyball to get us in there and, and the public uh, kind of revolted a little bit and said beach volleyball is not a real sport. Um, you would know historically that the ballot for the Sydney Olympics, the beach volleyball tickets were kind of, if you didn't get, your, if you put in swimming or athletics or opening ceremony, they wouldn't give you those because they ran out, but they'd throw you the beach volleyball tickets. So they were kind of the list losers. And then into the games, you couldn't get a ticket. It was the highest sought-after ticket. Susie O'Neill got she got locked out of the stadium. They wouldn't let her in because it was full. That's my favourite story, by the way, Damo. And um, and it was just the highlight of the games. And I'm so proud to not only be a part of that, but but to be one of the reasons why beach volleyball is now what we would call a mainstream sport. Absolutely, Natalie. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Really appreciate your time, but what has been a busy day for you. Good luck with the reflections and the after party as you celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Sydney Olympic Games and keep that gold medal close to you. Ah, thanks, Dan. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you very much. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.